Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea, and before I dive into today's episode, I want to check in with all the dance team coaches out there who have official team captains or leaders on your team. I have a self-paced online course designed for your leadership. You can send your captains through this online leadership program that helps establish the positive, dependable, committed leaders that you want without any stress, extra work, or time from you. It's called Journey to Elite Captain, and it's available for you right now. Visit chelseaparati.com slash courses for more details, or you'll find the link in the show notes wherever you're listening now. So on that theme of leadership, if you choose to have captains or formal leaders of any kind on your team, that choice can shape your entire season. And I believe the choice of who makes a good dance team leader has nothing to do with dance technique. When you are thinking about who will make the best leaders, there are three key characteristics to look for. And this isn't just me talking from experience, although that's always there too. This is based on science and a lot of research on what makes a high quality, effective peer leader. Because if a captain has these three skills, all of the other positive attributes like supporting his or her teammates, being a role model, organizational skills, all that will follow. So let's take a look at the three qualities of an effective captain. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. When you are looking to choose your leadership, one of the most important qualities to look for is effective communication skills. How your dancers communicate with their peers is one of the biggest parts of their job. If they are teaching choreography, if they're telling the team what the agenda is for the week or encouraging their teammates to work harder in the circuit training, how they communicate makes all the difference. In one specific research study about communication styles, researchers noted that the timing and quality of statements are more important than the quantity. I bet you've had those leaders who think good leadership is in talking all the time, right? So much that they never listen. But it's not just about talking. Strong leaders understand the subtleties of communication and they know when to talk and when to stay silent. They understand when it's important to speak up and when it's important to keep your mouth shut. Bottom line, captains who are good at communication are more successful than captains who need to hear themselves talk. And you can raise your hand if you've ever had that leader on your team before, the one who talks just to hear themselves talk. Uh, I've definitely had a few of those on my team. So look for the leaders who know how to effectively communicate with their teammates and are open to learning more about how to improve in communication. That's one of the big things you can help your leaders learn is how to effectively communicate with their teammates. The second trait you wanna look for is simply the work ethic. Sports psychology research has asked athletes about what they want in a peer leader, and you know what is number one? Hard work. In research with high school and college athletes, the number one thing that athletes look for in a good leader is work ethic. Not necessarily talent, they want the leader who works hard. They want the one who leads by example and is in the trenches with them. 
For the sake of interesting information, the research on college athletes shows a small gender difference. We don't see this in high school athletes, but in college age, for those of you with male athletes, things look slightly different. And when we asked about the most important characteristics of a captain, female college athletes report in order, working hard, being vocal and encouraging the team and leading by example. But male college athletes report in order, working hard, leading by example, and then their technical performance. So when we're talking about the qualities like off the field or off the court, women put more emphasis on personality traits and even being a good student, they don't even mention talent. So for female athletes in these studies, they don't even care if the captain is a strong like technical dancer. What they care about is their work ethic and their qualities kind of off the field, off the court. And then men place more emphasis on being that good role model and that skill performance is last. So they do rank it, but it's not nearly as important as the other things. So especially for those of you who have all or mostly female teams, hard work and communication are the most important skills and talent isn't even on the list of desired traits when athletes are asked what they want in their own leader. So I know as coaches, of course, we want to have that athlete who wants to lead by example, but I think it's really amazing that when we research what this leadership looks like in uh, college and high school athletes, especially they want the athlete who was the hard worker too. That's number one for them. And then the third key characteristic you want to look for in choosing your captains and your leaders is the one who will maintain a positive general attitude. And while a coach plays an essential role in creating that positive climate, a captain is nearly equally influential. What many coaches don't realize is that your choice in captain can either support that positive team culture you're trying to achieve or completely destroy it. They're usually not going to be neutral about it. So a team climate in which a captain places more emphasis on cooperation, putting in solid effort, personal skill improvement, making teammates feel more motivated, that's going to bring in that culture that you're also trying to create. So if you want a team that's more motivated, you have to choose the captains that are going to support that mission. Choose captains who help improve that climate. They lead by example. They offer choices and they listen to teammates' ideas. We don't want any dictators here. You want leaders who put the team first, who encourage everyone equally, who focus on skill improvement for themselves and for others. We're all just trying to be the best version of ourselves rather than encouraging uh, competition and ranking and orders. Make sure everyone on the team is connected and no one's left out. These leadership behaviors are very influential and can dramatically improve the motivation of your team. And while the research is informative and it matters to us as coaches, there's some other key things to consider beyond personality and good character that are, I think, a little more unique to our world as dancers that researchers in other sports wouldn't necessarily look for. So dance specific leadership qualities that you should think about. Consider their ability to teach. For many teams, a captain will often choreograph a sideline or halftime routine or be asked to teach the fight song even just something simple, but if teaching is an important part of your captain's duties, make sure they can do it. This may take some education on your part, but it is worth it in the long run. So for example, if you have a dancer that can't count, 
They often struggle to teach no matter how talented they are. And it can be really frustrating for everyone all year. And I think many of us understand just because you're a good dancer doesn't make you a good teacher. Being able to truly explain it and understand pacing and timing, that's its own skill. And then similarly consider their choreography skills. If that's a part of their role, if they will ever be expected to choreograph, make sure you like what they do. And yes, they're young, they may be inexperienced in this area, but make sure they're capable of putting together something that won't embarrass you on the field or court. If you're scared of what you might see that first game, it's a good time to remember this balance of leadership skills in your officers and make sure at least one of your captains will keep an eye on things when the group has to put together a new routine. It's also important to think about how that captain is perceived outside of your team. You know, you could ask teachers for recommendations, check social media accounts. You want to know that the person who you choose as the face of your team treats teachers with respect, has integrity in and out of the classroom, and demonstrates that hard work ethic in all aspects of their life. And finally, and I believe most important, is a captain's personal uh, desire for growth. When you have a leader who pushes the team, but always gives it everything they have as well in practice, in the weight room, on, during sidelines, game days, not just competition. Your team has the best chance for happiness and success. When a leader is the lazy one, then get ready for that year of frustration and subpar performance. And that can happen sometimes with the leaders who are really naturally talented dancers who aren't used to pushing that hard. And then now they're in the leadership role and they don't have that solid work ethic. That's going to set the tone for your entire program. So if you are considering captains and leaders this year, no matter how you go about uh, choosing them, whether there's a vote, whether you do it, if you're going to have leaders that have a title to them, you want to make sure that you are elevating those dancers that have the skills you want. And it's not just about their dance skills, but make sure that these dancers have effective communication skills. They're going to put in more work than anybody else. They have that personal drive for growth and they have the ability to maintain a general positive attitude and help establish the climate that you want. If you found these tips helpful, I have one simple favor. Please share it with a dance friend. Our dance community is small and mighty, and I know you have someone in your circle who could probably benefit as well. And if this got your wheels turning about choosing the right captains, I have a free resource for you to download. It's called the Roadmap to Choose the Right Captains, and it's free for you right now in the show notes of this episode, or you'll find it at chelseaparati.com roadmap. I'm always happy to send you the link as well. I know my last name is not the easiest one to remember and type in. So just shoot me an email or a DM on Instagram to ask me for the roadmap. I'm happy to send you the link. If you decide to have formal leaders on your team, I can't emphasize enough what a big choice this is. Don't take it lightly, but remember that finding, nurturing, developing those strong leaders is one of the best parts of coaching. So cheers to nurturing the next generation of coaches and keep sharing your passion for dance with these new leaders.